thankful that God has blessed us to be here tonight. Uh, we're in for a treat tonight. I am grateful. We're getting ready to start this new series entitled uh, Rooted. Amen. We're getting ready to start this new series entitled Rooted. And uh, give me a few seconds and we will share our screen tonight. Uh, this is an exciting study and I'll share some things about this study with you tonight. Hope everyone is doing well. Uh, please get your Bibles. Amen. Get your Bibles. You're going to need a Bible tonight because we're going to be we're going to be reading out of the Bible tonight. Amen. And tonight what we're what we're getting ready to do tonight. Amen. Is we're getting ready to uh, look at some of the principles. Amen. I believe what we want to do is we want to start off in this series rooted. Amen. We want to begin in this series on how to study the Bible. Amen. Uh, I may even give you, uh, may even one of these lessons, we may get into talking about how we got the Bible. Amen. How do we get the Bible? Why is the Bible so important? Amen. Why do we need the Bible? You know, have you ever seen a Bible parked in the rear window of someone's car? <laughs> That's a common, you know, uh, common look today. A guy will come out of church, hop into his car, toss his Bible in the back and leave it there until the next Sunday. Amen. This, this, amen, is not, not anything that's uncommon. Amen. It's a very common thing. The Bible is owned, amen, but it's not read. Come on, somebody. The Bible is owned, uh, but it's not studied. And what I wanted to do, I've been, it's been years, uh, I've been teaching Bible study methods. Uh, I don't teach that class anymore, but I felt a need. Some of you have been with me here at the church for the last 16 years. Some of you have been here a little bit uh, uh, shorter time, but I found out that one of the, one of the key things, amen, uh, that, that I needed to teach as a pastor uh, to our church is how to study the Bible. Many of you have a Bible. Many of you uh, own Bibles. You own study Bibles. You own all these different tools for the Bible, but oftentimes we neglect to use it. Amen. So in this, in the next, uh, next coming weeks, amen, we're going to be learning an effective way, an efficient way, amen, to understand and also how to study how to read, and how to apply the Bible. If I were to ask a question tonight, now I want to ask this question, amen. Now, if you want to answer, you can answer, but please, um, you know, we are, stream, we are live streaming, but if you want to answer, I would love for you to answer tonight. Amen. I want to do a little interaction tonight, amen. Just got one question. Why do you think people don't read the Bible? Very simple question. If anybody would like to tackle that question with me tonight, I would love to hear from you. Because they don't understand it. All right, that's very good. Thank you very much. That's one of the ones on my list, amen? That, that sometimes people say, I don't understand the Bible. I don't what? Understand the Bible. Anybody else? They don't believe it. All right, there's another one. There's another one. Thank you. They don't believe it, right? 
So they don't understand it. Now, now I hope that you all, some of you are writing these things down because it's real important that you get this. Out of every, all the Bible lessons that we've taught, we've taught a lot of Bible lessons on living and life and all this other stuff. But here's the thing. You have to understand what the Bible really is and what it means to the believer. Amen. So some don't believe it. Anybody else want to share? What else? What else? What are some of the reasons why people don't uh, read their Bible or don't study their Bible? Amen. They Anybody don't know else? how important it is. All right. They don't know the importance of it. All right. Okay. Very good. Anybody else? They're, they're intimidated. Oh, they're in, who's, they're intimidated by it, right? They're intimidated. Yes. It's like when you pick it up and you open it, it's like, oh my gosh, right? Got you. Got you. Anybody else? God is right. not a priority. Say again. God or the word is not a priority. Okay. It's not a priority, right? It's something that they do, but they don't see the importance of it. They think that just coming to church, how many of you have been guilty of that, right? You just coming to church is good enough. Coming to church is, if I, if I go to church, then I leave that up to the pastor. I leave that up to the preacher, right? <laughs> to understand, to, to, you know, to, to uh, you know, interpret the word or bring the study to me, right? That's what most people do, right? How much people say, I don't know how, right? Uh, I don't know how. I don't know how. I, I don't know Greek. I don't know Hebrew. I, mean, I don't even know what language the Bible, you know, uh, was written in. And some people say, well, I'm just a layman. That's not, that's not for me. I'm not in leadership in the church. Uh, how about this one? I just don't have time. I just don't have time, right? And, and what I found, saints, is that in understanding why it's important for us to study, read, and study the Bible, amen, because as a born-again believer, Amen. You and I need spiritual food. So let me ask you this. Uh, just imagine if you wake up every day and you say, well, I don't have time to eat. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. You do that for about, about six months, maybe less than that, maybe a month, maybe a few weeks, some of you, and, and you'd be out of here, right? <laughs> because you need food to what? Sustain your life, right? You need food to uh, keep you what? Alive. Am I right about it? You need food to do what? Keep you alive. So I want you to think about, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about your spiritual life. The Bible says that you have died and your life now is hidden in Christ. Y'all with me? And because your life now is hidden in Christ, now you, as a, as a born-again believer, you need to sustain or we need to sustain our spiritual life, correct? And how do we sustain our spiritual life, saints? We sustain our spiritual life with what? Food. What food? The Word of God. Amen? The what? The Word of God. Watch this. Some people say, well, I get it, but I read it, but it seems like it makes no sense to me. How about that one? 
right? People read and they don't have understanding. Well, let me say this. If here's how you can tell whether or not you are a blood-bought believer, amen. And if you've really been saved, now some are saved and still don't understand. But but may, may I say this, and I want you to write this down. The person that aids you in understanding the Bible, write this down somewhere, is the Holy Spirit. This is Bible study. Is the what? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit aids you in illumination, which we'll discuss some of that in the weeks to come, right? So the Holy Spirit aids you in illumination. The, the Holy Spirit aids you in interpretation. Amen. And the Holy Spirit aids you in application. So here's the, here's the thing about, 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 about believers in general, what we have to understand. We don't simply come to Bible study or church just to hear a word and then that's it. It's over. You know, it's done. You know, it's like, okay, I got a word from God. I'm excited. You know what I mean? Ooh, I, oh, my spirit is filled. And then, and then it's over. No, what we do is we hear a word and then the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us takes the word that we've heard and helps us to apply it to our everyday living. So I want to say this to you today. If you are not eating, amen, if you are not eating, amen, we talked about if you're not eating spiritually, right, we've all seen the number of reasons why people don't study the Bible, right? My question to you tonight now, now that you've heard those reasons is, which one applies to you? Do you question the Bible's relevance to real life issues? Are you locked out of the process by lack of technique and basic skills? Are you convinced that this book is just for professionals, not lay people? That it takes special training to understand it? Is, the, is Bible study a low priority to you? Is Bible study... Amen. Is, 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 is hearing the word and, and understanding the word for you, it doesn't take first place, but it comes maybe second, maybe third. Where is it in your life? See, before you can understand how to read it and how to study it, you have to believe it. And I want to say this to you tonight. If you don't believe it. So let me ask this question real quick. How often do you read the Bible? All right, I want you to, I want you to, 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 to go to right down the scale. Never, once a month, once a week, two or three times a week, or every day. Now that's an evaluation for you. Now, when you do read it, how much time do you spend reading? Now, for the for those of you who are preachers here. Uh, sometimes the preacher only read the Bible when he got to preach. <laughs> Amen. But as a believer, I got a question for you. Is it five minutes when you read it? Is it 15 minutes? Is it 30 minutes? Is it 45 minutes? Or is it an hour or more? Now, who wants to go on the chopping block today? <laughs> who wants to be honest? Amen. How much time do you think the average person spends reading? 
But how about you? Forget the average person. How about you? Boy, I got quiet up in the church. Amen. The average person may spend um, less than uh, an hour a month reading the Bible. Amen. I believe that. I believe that. The average person will spend less than an hour a month reading the Bible. Watch this. But here's the thing, right? But the question now is this, like with that type of diet, what type of life do you think that person will be living? A very what? Very defeated life, right? A very frustrating life. Why? Because they do not spend enough time nurturing their spirit. See, your relationship to God now comes from the fact that you are now connected to God by way of the Holy Spirit, and you need the word of God to help you to sustain your Christian life and to, and to overcome those things that you've been struggling with for a long time. And so tonight, we want to dig into this, right? We want to dig into this. And and what we want to do now is we want to put down roots. The Bible often describes our lives in language of plants, trees, vines, branches, water, soil, fruit. This imagery helps us to see ourselves in a what? In a lifelong process of growth to maturity. At the beginning of a plant's life, its energy is most spent on growing a strong root system. This study focuses on the roots of your life in Christ, growing them deep and strong so that your faith is resilient and sustainable for a lifetime. Colossians chapter two, if you want to go open your Bibles now, Colossians, I only just put the six verse. Uh, go to Colossians chapter two for me. Amen. So, so the idea of this study is that we want to strengthen the roots. Amen. Colossians chapter 2. Amen. And verse 6. Amen. Look what it says. It says, therefore, as you have received what? Christ, Jesus is Lord, so walking him, walk in him having been firmly what? Rooted and now being built up and established in your faith just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. Are you seeing this? The text says that we ought to walk in him, having what? Having, having firmly, right here, you see this? having firmly rooted and now being built up. Now, how are we built up? We are built up, saints. We are built up by getting into God's word, by establishing our faith, by establishing our faith, and by studying and then applying the word of God to our lives. Amen? 
And what we have to do is we have to put down the roots. Go to Jeremiah for me. Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 17. I want someone to read for me tonight. Amen. It's Bible study. Jeremiah 17 and verse 7. I want to, I want to, I want to hear from you tonight. Amen. So someone open up your Bible and, and whoever you are, just go ahead and read that for us. Let's interact together tonight. Amen. In this study tonight. Jeremiah 17 talks about putting down the roots. And what does it say? Blessed what? I ain't got much time. Blessed is the man who... All right, so breaking up there. Trust is the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's green. This will be green, and it will not be anxious in a year of drought, nor ceased to yield fruit. All right, so, so watch this now. As a result of the person's root being deepened, right, and, 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 and healthy and strong, right, he says, blesses the man who trusts in the Lord, for he will be like what? A tree planted by the water that extends yes. its, its roots by the, a stream and will not fear when heat comes. See that? When heat comes, when, 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 when the heat comes in your life, when if you trust in the Lord, if you, if you do not lean unto your own understanding, he says, he will fear, he says, and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in a year of drought nor cease to yield fruit. What does that mean? That means that if I focus on my spiritual life, if I focus on studying the word of God, on reading the word of God, and then applying the word of God and have a consistent intake in the word of God, I will be like that tree. Go to Psalm 1 for me. Psalm 1. Let's go there. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. You know it. You've read it before. Amen. Someone read that for me. He says, how blessed. Somebody read that for me. See, I believe that as believers, we're looking for blessings the wrong way. We're looking for blessings according to the way the world shows us. But the Bible has a different way of talking about blessings. He says, blessed is the one who's rooted in him, who trusts the Lord, right? Look at this. Look at this text. Somebody read that for me. Psalm 1. Come on. You Blessed want. is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, mm -hmm. nor sit in the scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yield its fruit, fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And and in whatever he does, he prospers. All right, so stop right there, all right? So watch this. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Sarah. Watch this. Watch this, y'all. Watch this now. He says that the one who is rooted, <laughs> the one who does not walk in the counsel. You know what counsel means? Advice. Amen. The one who does not follow the advice of the world, the one who does not, oh, I wish I had somebody tonight, the one who goes to the word of God for advice, not the world for advice. 
So why is it important for me to study the Bible? Because if I get, if I learn how to study the word of God for myself, I will be like this tree. I'm not going to be relying on what everybody else is saying. I'm not going to be relying on worldly wisdom. I'm not going to be relying on what my horoscopes say. I'm not going to be relying on what other people say. He says, he does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of, of what? Of sinners, right? Nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight, his what? His joy. That word delight, that word in the Hebrew means pleasure. That's what it means. It means pleasure. It means desirable things. It means that this person Watch this. When he gets into the word of God, he finds it not as a chore, not as something difficult, not, not as something hard to do, because I already told you that you and I have the Holy Spirit. And because we have the Holy Spirit, we're able to understand through the ministry of illumination what it's saying to us. But if we only spend five minutes a day, if we only spend three minutes a day, if we only spend one hour in a month, amen, 12 hours a year reading the word of God, we're not meditating on it. He says, his delight, may I ask you something? Where are you finding your joy? Are you finding it in, in the word? Are you finding it in studying? Where are you finding it? In, I'm not just even studying. I'm going to teach you how to study but my point is, saints, if you don't have, you and I don't have the fundamentals down, the fundamental thing is this, you have to pick it up and you have to find joy in it. And you have to find, find out that when you are despaired, when you are in trials, when you're going through circumstances, the word of God is what brings you comfort. He says, he says he delights in the law of the Lord. Watch this. And in his law, you know, you know what has happened to us? We have become so, we have become a catered society. We've been catered to. We've become a comfortable society. We've become a complacent society, right? Watch this. We, we can go to our phones now and open up an app. You know, I find myself, if, if I don't have my app, I can't read. You know, but what I found out, every now and then you got to go pick up the book. Every now and then you need to have you a physical Bible that if the lights go out, if you find yourself stranded, you can go to the word of God and you find your joy. You can escape all the mess that you're going through in your life and you can get into the word of God. Saints, you and I have to understand how important the word of God is, you see. He says he delights in the law of the Lord, and in his law, what does he do? He meditates when? Day and night. Notice, he does not meditate when he feels like it. He is, his consistency is what has helped him to overcome the wicked, the sinner, and the scoffer. See? See? He says, he says, in his law, he meditates. Now, let me explain what that word meditate means. That word meditates means to chew. It means to chew. To chew it, swallow it, and then regurgitate it. Chew it, swallow it, regurgitate it. Chew it, swallow it, regurgitate it, right? 
you 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 and I ought to sit there and just ponder the word the word also means the word this Hebrew word amen it means to ponder it means to 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 grow amen to to have an appetite that grows but watch this as you sit there and you are meditating on it. Sometimes we read the word so fast, we miss it. We miss it. We miss it completely. We miss what God is trying to say to, to us. He says he meditates. What's his consistency? Look at his consistency. Day and night. And the results. Let me show you the results. Look at verse 3. Look at verse 3. What's the result? He says he will be like a tree. What? firmly planted by the streams of water. You know why in Jeremiah 17, he says, even when the drought comes, he won't even be bothered. Why? Because he's rooted. And may I ask you a question tonight? What type of Christian are you? Are you really deeply rooted? Amen. Or are you still on the surface? What type of Christian do you want to be? What type of believer do you want to be? I hope you want to be one who's planted by the streams of water. See, here's the thing. The one who's planted by the streams of water, it doesn't matter if it rains or not. Why? Because they're rooted in the right place. And what he's saying is if we make it a habit to meditate on the word of God day and night, he says he will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not what? Wither. See that? In other words, what he's saying is this. He's saying that not only will you be able to uh, handle seasons, hello somebody, but you and I will be able, come on and help me somebody, you and I will be able to handle storms. <laughs> you and I will be able to handle situations. You and I will be able to handle uh, all the things that's come up that comes up in our lives. Why? Because we have the source. The source of our strength is the Word of God. I don't want you, saints, to just pick up the Bible and just carry it around, or throw it in the back seat, or even have it on your phone, and then you don't know how to use it. Are you with me? He says his leaf would not wither, and in whatever he does. He prospers. Let me let me share something about that. Oftentimes, we're trying to prosper without a firm foundation or a solid foundation. And God gives us a solid foundation. Watch this now. He gives us a solid foundation by, watch this, by us meditating on the word, by us applying the word, but us being consistent in the word. Are you with me? He says he will be like a tree. But look at verse four for me. Look at verse four. I want someone to read verse four for me. Look at verse four. Read verse four for me real quick. Read that for me. I, I just want you to read the first part of that verse. The first part, the first part of that verse. What did he say? Through your own fault, you will lose the inheritance no, no. I gave you. Psalm 1, verse 4. 
The wicked are not so. The who? That's the that's wicked. That's all I need. That's all I need. That's all I need. The who? The who? Wicked. He says the wicked are not so. The, the wicked are not what? How? That planted by the streams of water, yields its fruit in this season. Uh, whatever they do, they prosper. No, no. He said, but they are like what? Shaft. Which the wind drives away. Oh, I wish I had somebody. I wish I had somebody tonight. The wicked are not so. Amen. The shaft. They blow away. He says, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment. The wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. See? He says that the person who does not meditate on the word day and night is no different than the wicked. They will blow away. And so you lovely Christians who don't read your Bible consistently and you're trying to figure out why your life is so defeated, why are you so broken, why you can't get over the stuff that you go through, because maybe you have a lack of nourishment from the word of God. You listen to me on Sunday, but you got to take the word and read it for yourself on Monday. And the consistency is what? Day and what? Night. Day and what? Night. Watch this. Psalm 19 and 9 says the law, whenever you see the word law, it means the word of God. The law of the Lord is what? Is what? Perfect. Listen, you may question, some may question the word of God. Some may say there's no validity to the word of God. Some may say, oh, it was written by man and all this other stuff. But I want to tell you something. Jesus, when he was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. You with me? The Bible says, and after he had fought, fasted 40 days and 40 nights, the devil came to him. Did it not say that? And when the devil came to him, this is what he said to Satan when Satan tried to tempt him. He says, man, come on in there. I wish I had a few shouting people today. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So if Jesus saw the need that when he was tempted <laughs> to use, see, a lot of times, some, some of you be rebuking Satan. I rebuke you. You're rebuking him with your word. You're not rebuking him with God's word. See, you got to put Satan in his place. You got to say, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But see, the word of God is what converts the soul. And here's the greatest lie that's ever been told. I can't understand the Bible. <laughs> it's too complicated for me. We must study 
or be diligent to present yourself approved to God. Watch this now. A what? A worker who does not need to be ashamed. Watch this now. Rightly what? Dividing the word of truth. Now, let me explain to you. Uh, some of you are not old enough to know this, but some of you are. Amen. Now, how many of you remember government cheese? Y'all ain't trying to hear me today. Amen. Y'all remember government cheese? And, and look, mama had what's called a cheese what? Cutter. Y'all, I wish I had you. You, you remember the, the hand cutter where you cut the cheese? Come on, somebody. Didn't use a knife to cut that. You needed, you needed something special to cut that. And when he says, he says, he says, Watch this. The word rightly divided means to cut it straight, to make a straight cut. The reason most people struggle with the Bible is because they're not cutting it straight. They're not, they're not presenting themselves to God as a worker. So what does this mean? What does this mean about the word of God when he says, present yourself approved to God as a worker? In other words, Write this down somewhere. Studying the Bible, reading the Bible takes work. It's not just going to happen. It's not just going to come. It's just not just going to poof. I got it. No, you and I have to do the what? The work. But let me, let me, let me see if I got a few people who can testify to this. Watch this. You ever notice that every time you get ready to read it, what happens? <laughs> You get sleepy. You get sleepy. You get distraction. If, if you have uh, if you have a hard time falling asleep, you say, "I can't sleep. I got insomnia." Pick up the Bible. You will fall. listen. All of a sudden, you be you be laid out. See, see. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Some people say, "Oh, the Bible is boring." You know when people tell me that, when people when I hear that kind of stuff, you know what I found out about that person? That person has a deficit. They're spiritually, they're spiritually low, or they are spiritually depraved. In other words, they don't know Christ. See, I was like that person. See, 20-something years ago, when I I I, I will never forget this, when I was an unbeliever. I used to read the Bible. I read one chapter. I'm sorry, one book. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the light of my the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? When the wicked I memorized Psalm 27 as an unbeliever, but I, I went to I went to Jeremiah, I went to Luke, I went to all these different books, and I could not understand it, saints. Why? because I was spiritually depraved. I was not saved and I did not have the Holy Spirit. So what I'm saying to you is that you and I who are saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, we are at an advantage over the world. The world looks at this book and say, oh, it's just another book. The believer looks at this book and say, oh my gosh, this is where I find life. This is where I find godliness. This is where I get my strength from. This is where I get my food from. This is how I continue on in this journey. 
Are you with me? He says, he says, he says, he's, he ought to be a worker who need not to be ashamed. What is it? Cut it straight. Cut it straight. Government cheese. Just remember government cheese. Cut it straight. In other words, you have to use the technique. Watch this. Watch this now. The technique and the principles that's, that, that has been put together to show you how to properly interpret the Bible. A lot of people use the Bible or misapply the Bible because they don't know how to study the Bible. Amen? Here's a non-negotiable. Non-negotiable number one. I want you to write this down. The Bible is inspired. Okay? The Bible is inspired. That word inspired means it's God-breathed. It is the very breath of God. Second Timothy, let's go there. We're going to look at this Second Timothy again, but uh, matter of fact, yeah, let's look at it. Second Timothy, because I'm running out of time already. Y'all be holding me up. Second Timothy, <laughs> chapter three and verse 16. I want you to see something here. Matter of fact, you know what? Let me do this right quick. For those of you watching on all the different platforms and don't have a Bible, some people don't have a Bible. All right? So let me do this. Second Timothy. All right? I want to show you something real quick. I want to show you something. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. Okay? You see it? You see it? All right, watch this. Watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. All right. What does it begin with? What does it say? Oh. Ah. Now, that's a very powerful phrase, word, I should say. Powerful word. When it says all, it means all New Old Testament and New Testament. Okay? Now, how did we come up with 66 books? I will explain that in the future lessons. But right now, I want to stay right here. He says what? All what? Scripture. Scripture, Scripture. is what? Inspired. All right. Inspired. Now, now I want to show you something real quick. I'm going to introduce you to something real quick. Okay. I'm going to show you what this word is. Okay. Look what it says. You ready? It says the word inspired means what? God what? Breathe. So I want you to understand that every time you pick up this Bible, you are literally reading, reading what God has said to you from his very what? Breath. 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 Watch this. When God used his breath the first time, 
This is called the law of first mention. God breathed into the what? Into the nostrils of man, and he breathed life into him. Into us, amen. I wish I had somebody. But because man had fallen into sin, he still has the breath of life. But watch this, but he needed, he needed, he needed perfection. He needed to give us something that we can use to sustain our lives spiritually because we are dead to sin but alive to God in Christ. And so we need the breath of God to sustain our spiritual life. So not only is the word food for the soul, it's breath for our spiritual life. Can I get a few amens? At least a few. Amen. <laughs> amen. Are you getting this? Now, I'm approaching this a little different than I do in seminary, okay? I'm approaching this a little bit different because I wanted you to understand the importance of why it's so important for you to pick up your Bible every what? Day. Not just when you're going through, not just, not just when things are hard, not just when things are tough, because it is the very breath of God. And what I found out is that in my spiritual life, watch this now, in my spirit life, I, I need food, but I need breath. I need to breathe spiritually. So what I need is I need the scripture. He says all scripture is God-breathed. It's, it's the breath. It says it is inspired by God and what? And profitable. What is it profitable for? What is it profitable for? He says, number one, for teaching. See, what I need, what the word does, it teaches me how to live for God. A lot of us are trying to figure out how to live for him. But if you embrace the teaching of the word, it is profitable for teaching. Amen? But what else is it good for? <laughs> reproof. Mm -hmm. Correction. Somebody say, somebody say, well, what is reproof, Pastor? Well, let me help you with this word. It, 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 it rebukes you. Mm. That's what that word means. That word reproof means to rebuke. You know what a rebuke yeah. does? You know what a rebuke? You know, some of us don't like rebuke. We, we want positive messages. We don't want to be told, you know what a rebuke is? You're wrong, man. Amen. You can't live like that. You got to come out of sin. You got to live right. See, here's the thing. The word, yeah. you know why a lot of people can't stand the word? Because it reproves, it rebukes them every time. Every time they hear it, it rebukes them. See, but it's not just rebuking you. It what? It corrects you. Why do I need to read it? Because it corrects me. The very breath. So you got to understand, when I'm preaching the word of God, don't be like, Pastor, picking on me today. No, I ain't picking on you. I don't know nothing about you. 
It's the word of God. And because it's the breath of God and because it's the mind of God, remember the breath of God, it's also the mind of God. Watch this now. And it's through the spirit of God that you and I are corrected. But you know, there's some of us, we don't like correction. Amen. But not only correction, let's go to the good stuff. Training in righteousness. You know why we need training in righteousness? Because before Christ, we didn't know what righteousness really was. We were self-righteous, <laughs> but not the righteousness that is in the word of God. So we need to be trained on how to live right. You know what righteousness is? Living right. Just, just that's a simple definition for righteousness is to live right. Man, I'm done. I got to go. And verse, verse 17 says, so that the man of God, and this word man of God here, let me explain this real quick. Man of God, well, we're going to be here for weeks. The man of God, watch this, this word man of God, it, it, the, it's the word here, the Greek word is anthropos. And the word anthropos means man or woman of God. Maybe what? God wants you to be what? Adequate, equipped for every good work. I'm going to stop here. Amen. I'm going to stop right here. Let me stop. All right. And let's give you the first non-negotiable. What's the first non-negotiable? The Bible is what? Inspired. Amen. All right. Cool. All right. I'm going to stop here. I'm sorry. I got to go. Amen. All right. I'm going to stop right here because we got to do some breakouts now. Okay. And, and what I want to do is I want you all to talk about it. I'm going to give you about three minutes, three to five minutes. Amen. Amen. Three to five.